Good day to you, my friend, and welcome to the Star City Podcast, where you can listen in on conversations dealing with life, work, family, and faith. Now, for the next few minutes, I'll be your host, and my name is Brian Smith. Today is a great day because our special guest is my lifelong friend, Dr. Ted Trailer. Ted is the senior pastor of the Great Olive Baptist Church in Pensacola, Florida, where his radio and television ministry called At the Heart of Things reaches thousands all across the Gulf Coast. He is known for his uncompromising stand on biblical issues and strong defense of the Christian faith and has served as in leadership roles, both in the Florida Baptist State Convention as well as the Southern Baptist Convention. And I just have to mention that one of your leadership responsibilities, Ted, is also serving on the Fellowship of Christian Athletes Board for the University of Alabama. Roll Tide. Mm -hmm. Ted, welcome again to the Star City Podcast. It's good to have you taking a few minutes today to talk with us about a subject that you have practiced in your own life leadership longevity. Ted, how many years have you been a pastor over the course of your ministry, and how many churches have you pastored over those years? Well, Brian, I started preaching uh, between my junior, senior year in high school, and uh, this year was 50 years uh, of our graduation, 1972. And so I've been preaching for those 50 years. I've pastored four churches during those years, and the pastorates have taken 45 years uh, of that timeline uh, as a young preacher and now an older preacher. Wow. Uh, well, you know, Ted, one of the most demanding jobs that any man can be entrusted with, I believe, is that of being a shepherd, a pastor of a local church. Uh, I have a friend who likes to joke with me saying that he once thought about being a pastor because he would only have to work one day a week, but then he was against working on Sunday. <laughs> you know, there's a lot more to being a pastor than simply preaching a sermon, isn't there? Uh, what are some of the roles and responsibilities for people who who may not be close to their pastor or may not have a pastor in their family, uh, that someone in that role finds themselves having to carry on in, in daily ministry. Well, you know, when you, uh, where I'm from, you were called to preach as a young man, and they didn't tell you all this other stuff. That if you were <laughs> uh, but you better have the preaching element down because uh, that certainly is one of uh, the deepest stakes you drive in the ground and you have great influence from the pulpit uh, for those moments on Sunday. But, you know, as a shepherd, you lead, you set culture, you become a counselor, sometimes a referee, uh, you, <laughs> you give comfort uh, to people, you got to raise money, do administration, uh, you become an admin building buildings. It just goes on and on. Uh, but I think the greatest thing you do is bring great lay leaders around you and trust them and become a team builder with them. And that goes a long way in shepherding a church. You know, that's so important, Ted. And a lot of people don't realize that that uh, great churches uh, aren't don't simply just have great pastors and great staffs. They have great people. That's right. And a church cannot do, nor is it supposed to do, what God has called that church to do by simply looking for the professional staff to do it for them. Uh, great churches are united, not divided, and they are determined to accomplish that together uh, as a one people. 
what God has set before them. Now, you've been the senior pastor of Olive Baptist Church for over three decades. That That's a long, long time. Uh, uh, Halloween is my uh, anniversary date. I got here on Halloween. I jokingly say some people thought the devil came and stayed, but I... <laughs> I, I if I if I make it to this Halloween, it'll be 32 years that I've been here at Olive. Wow, 32 years. Very, as you and I both know, and we've been at this for a while in the trenches, very few men have the blessing of being able to pastor one church for 32 years. Uh, now, especially when you think about that the average ministry of a pastor today in a local church in America is is still only about four years. That's right. And I know there are many different reasons, and some of them are very legitimate for uh, these relatively short ministries. But sometimes it's possible for a pastor to go to a church uh, with misplaced expectations, or, or they find themselves in a situation that uh, they weren't aware that they'd be facing. Jimmy Draper, our friend, uh, told me when I came here in Roanoke, uh, to serve. He, he said, Brian, sometimes God sends a man to fail, and sometimes God sends a man to succeed. Success and failures in the hands of God, but obedience and faithfulness is in the hands of his preacher. Amen. And I thought, boy, that's a that's a good word, isn't it? What kind of mindset and expectancy should should a pastor leader have when he begins his ministry with a local church? When you step into that role as the shepherd of a church, I, I've I counsel young men, talked to a man yesterday. You've got to go with the mindset you're staying forever. This is not some uh, stepping stone deal. I, I, I'm there for the rest of my life. This is where the Lord wants me to be. And I think that's the only way uh, is to get all in. Uh, but those expectations, uh, you know, sometimes you want to do things in a hurry. Dr. Adrian Rogers told me when I came here 32 years ago, i never forget it. I've shared it with countless preachers. He told me, he said, Ted, when you go for the first six months, don't do anything but preach, pray, and watch. He said, you don't mm. even know where all the closets are, let alone <laughs> what's inside. Uh, so he, he said, if you will simply preach, pray, and watch for six months, God will begin to develop uh, a vision in your heart, and he will give you the people that then you see that uh, are trustworthy to be with you and that you really cheat your people if you don't let them in uh, on the vision planning and going forth. You lead, but boy, you got to have those great people around you. So I, I think those uh, lead some people down some bad roads when you just try to do it all by yourself and try to do it immediately because you just don't know what you've really got gotten into until you've been there for a little while. Boy, that's so true. And and some of the greatest successes uh, I know that I've been blessed with in my own ministry have come by by taking that patient, prayerful uh, path and not simply uh, reaching for the first thing on the shelf that I thought would fix the problem, but instead to just let the Lord lead. You know, just yesterday, I also had the opportunity, like you, of talking to a young man who's going uh, to serve in his first church as senior pastor. And, uh, and I told him, I said, you have to unpack. You know, when you go there, settle in, settle down as if that will be the last place that God will use you before he comes for you to take you to heaven. Amen. Uh, and I think that mindset is so important. Um, you know, um, I have a black Baptist preacher friend of mine who says that the problem that we as white preachers have is we just tend to date churches, not marry them. And uh, 
I think I think sometimes that is true that we're that a preacher begins starting off on the wrong foot because he's already looking for the next better thing coming down the road. Yes, sir. And and God may want to grow a great thing right where he is. Uh, so, Ted, what are some other detours that a pastor leader can find himself being tempted to take that would be a threat to his ministry uh, and, and a threat to his church family? I, I think the the greatest uh, detour, I guess, uh, I don't know, side road or whatever, gifted speakers uh, will tend to walk without a fresh anointing week mm. by week because they can simply do it. Uh, with the God-given gifts they've had. But if you've got a gift with no anointing, you're down a dead-end street. So I'd just say to guys, be very careful. Make sure you're walking with Jesus. Uh, I also think there's some other uh, things that can tempt us, uh, a detour. Sometimes we preach out too much, gone from our people. Denominational involvement, and I've been deeply in that. But you can get uh, involved in your denomination where you're almost more committed to your convention or whatever it is than you are your local church. So uh, just be careful that you know you're the shepherd of a local church and don't let those uh, what are good things take away from the greatest thing in your life. Boy, that is so true, uh, Ted. What an important word for every leader, whether they're a pastor or leading the business. When when we settle for second best, uh, then so oftentimes that second best becomes the enemy of God's best for us and and, mm. and in our lives. Uh, now, Ted, in your opinion, what are some of the ways that uh, let's pivot here for a minute that that COVID that the pandemic has tested a pastor's leadership skills in his ministry? I know this hits right where you and I are today, and so many pastor leaders are today uh, because the world has changed. And the church yeah. has changed when it comes to COVID. And because of that, in some ways, our ministry has changed. Some things will never change, but some things when it comes to methods and approaches do. So in your opinion, what are some of the ways that, that COVID has tested or maybe shaped pastors' leadership skills in their ministries today? Yeah, I think for me, it, it's been, I can't, I've had the hardest time finding a true target again, uh, what are the goals? Where are we going? It, it's just things are like shifting sand. It's this today, that tomorrow. Uh, we've always uh, had here a dream team setting goals every 10 years and shooting toward those targets. Well, all of a sudden, this was like a, a tidal wave that came in and you had to change in the uh, the middle of it. And so what's the true goal? What What's the target? Uh, and it's tested uh, my patience. And my faith, uh, I, I'm not, uh, no one's ever accused me of being a greatly patient man, but uh, I, I'm telling you, this has really tested my patience. Uh, so we've had to settle in, and it's a faith issue again. Uh, but boy, th- this COVID thing's been, of course, like nothing that we've ever seen in, in our time. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I look back and I think, boy, those guys that walked through World War II as pastors and that had to be great upheaval. You know, all your men going off and uh, to war and that kind of thing. Well, this has been an upheaval uh, in, in the middle of our culture, but no true target. And finding again, what am I aiming at? That's been the great challenge for me. Well, Ted, kind of going along with, with COVID, because a lot of pastors have, have just 
retired. They, they've quit. They've gone and done something else uh, mm. during the pandemic. And you and I both have friends uh, that have done that. Would you agree that there is a challenge that long-term pastorates especially oftentimes face called, well, one person described it as leadership fatigue. Uh, uh, how would you describe this kind of problem? And, and do you think that you've ever faced it over the years of your ministry? I think it's a good phrase, and uh, it's certainly true, and I have faced it. Uh, for me, having been here 32 years, I've pastored at least three churches while being here. Uh, the church changes, the culture mm. has changed, but mm. the people in the pew, the, the generational change that is there. And I think the pastor must continually recreate himself. Uh, and so every about eight to 10 years, we've We've had a new group that I've brought together to set goals, and we've called it the Dream Team, Vision 2020, different things that we've put on it. And uh, I can see right now, I'm, I'm even looking at my fourth church uh, here at Olive right now. And of course, COVID is a big part uh, of that. But if you just coast through, uh, boy, your people will get tired, you'll get tired, and you'll just float through. And there's nothing worse than a church that's just going through the motion. It, uh, it certainly makes me sick, and I'm certainly it does the Lord. That, that's, there's got to be something fresh about that and, and where God's taking us. But when you've been there a long time, it's easier to coast, and you've got to make yourself come back to recreate yourself in a fresh vision. And with that, my friend, we come to the end of part one of our two-part conversation with Dr. Ted Trailer. You can catch the second part of our interview with Ted next week, and I hope you'll do so. And if you wish, then you can listen to Dr. Trailer's preaching and teaching ministry by clicking on the website olivebaptist.org. That's one word, lowercase, olivebaptist.org. Or you can subscribe to the Olive Baptist Church podcast, which you can find on your podcast search app. So thank you for listening to the Star City Podcast today. And for those of you who are praying for us, asking that God will be glorified and others encouraged in their faith and Christian walk by what we do, please know that we appreciate your prayers so very, very much. And remember to tell someone else about our podcast so that they can listen with us too. I'm Brian Smith, and I hope you'll live your life this week by His grace and as always, for His glory.